0: Our gospel lesson today comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, page 1570 in your pew Bible. Please stand if you're able. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. I'm going to begin by asking you a question as you think about and reflect on the gospel lesson that has just been read. What kind of touch do you need from Jesus today? What kind of touch do we need as a congregation from Jesus today? This is Children's Matter Sunday for us here at Evangel Heights, I think it's important for us to be reminded of the fact that children matter. And although there's a lot of lip service as lip service of affirmation, yes, oh yes, they do matter, they do matter, they do matter, I would suggest to you that um, as we look at the stats, especially in the state of Indiana, stats that come from the Children's Defense Fund, um, that advocacy group, that National Advocacy Group, we find that 16% of Indiana's children were poor in 2021 and children of color were disproportionately poor. We find that 8% of children were extremely poor. That means that their family had income below half the poverty level. We found that 15,376 unhoused children were enrolled in public schools during 2020 and 2021. The report also states that 2.3 full-time jobs of minimum at minimum wage were needed for a family to afford a two-bedroom rental unit at Fair Market Rental Housing. We, we say that children matter and we do celebrate the fact that we have a, a, an elementary school in our mission field and we have a high school in our mission field. We, we say that children matter. 14% of children lived in food insecure households in 2020. What is that number today you may ask? In light of the challenges that families are facing to find work that will pay wages that will support families. It, it's amazing, uh, within the last two weeks, I've just had conversations with people and I've asked a question, so how can I be in prayer for you? These are strangers. And and, and, and I've had people say that I can pray that I can find a better paying job. We, we say that, that children matter. and So the question is, how can, we, how can we demonstrate that they matter? Because as we look at God's word, they do matter. Just turn your attention momentarily back to Exodus, where there is a king who is so concerned about the proliferation of a minority group of people that he decides to commit genocide. And and the only reason why he's not successful is because it's God's will that he not be successful. And God has used two midwives who reverently fear God more than they fear humankind. I wonder, how many of us today in this sanctuary, we really fear God more than we fear what our neighbors may think of us? We fear God more than we fear what our coworkers think of us? How many of us really fear God? In the gospel lesson today, we we have these Disciples, and I'm not going to I'm not going to focus on the pericope prior to uh, verses 13 through 16, which deals with um, Pharisees asking Jesus about divorce, because we know that it was a test, and we know that they were trying to set Jesus up. But Jesus and Jesus' response lets them know that it is Jesus who has authority over all things and all situations, and it is Jesus um, who just reminds all of us. I need to repeat this today, that Jesus has all authority. Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 tells us that I have all authority in heaven and on earth. But after this conversation with with the Pharisees who try to set him up, talking about divorce and marriage and The certificate that Moses allowed people to receive, especially men, and the fact that Jesus turned all of that around, I'm not going to talk about that today. Jesus talks about children. Look at the text. I mean, these are followers of Jesus, and and as children are trying to get close to Jesus, their mothers are bringing them to Jesus. It's the followers of Jesus who become upset and who then says, my paraphrase, get out of here. Don't disturb the teacher. You see, when you look at this text, what you see is that these disciples, their attitude, their mindset reflects the culture. A culture whereby children had no value whatsoever no one listened to them no one saw them and the disciples modeled that behavior and yet jesus who breaks into our world providing us with a clear understanding of a clearer understanding of who god is and god's priorities jesus who ushers in this kingdom in this text reminds us That in the kingdom of God, children are important. Jesus reminds us in this text that God is inclusive, not exclusive. Notice Jesus reprimands his disciples for modeling a behavior that is not of the kingdom of God, but of that society. I wonder, I wonder, I just have to pause and ask this question to fellow disciples of Jesus Christ, are there any behaviors and attitudes that reflect the culture and not the kingdom that we're manifesting? That's the question. That's what we have to wrestle with as followers of Jesus Christ, because you see, we are called to usher in God's kingdom. We are called to bring to the remembrance or even to inform the culture of today who God is and what God's standards are. And because we are countercultural, what we know is God's standards are not equivalent to the standards of this world. The question is do the standards of this world reflect God's standards? And those times when you see that they do, praise God. But those times that they don't, as followers of Jesus Christ, we, we have to stand up and speak out because that's how we advance God's kingdom here on earth. We look at these disciples who are just indignant. They're just, they're just upset because they think Jesus And Jesus' teachings are to be exclusive and not inclusive. This is a very, 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 very familiar text. And it is so familiar that we look at it through 21st century eyes and we think, Oh, aren't the children lovely? Oh, look at Jesus gather the children in Jesus' arms. Have you sung that song? Oh, yes, you have, because I have. But I wonder, what if, what if the children represented the invisible people, the non-persons of Jesus society? What if we're being reminded through this pericope today That there are non-persons around us who others do not see, who others do not give the time of day to. Others ignore them. They're invisible. What if the children represent the non-persons? What is our response to be to the non-persons? It's in the text. First... And foremost let's make sure we have the eyes to see the non-persons and you can fill in the blank who are they the homeless the single parent the child who's looking in all of the wrong places for acceptance and therefore acts out in ways that are detrimental to that child or youth and others Who's the non-person? The person who does not live in the same zip code that we live in? The person who has an accent? Who, who Who is the non-person that Jesus wants us to see today? So Jesus sees them. Jesus pays attention. And then Jesus engages with them. The scripture says that Jesus... Takes them in, in his arms <laughs> and blesses them. One translation for that word blesses, Jesus speaks kind words to them, Jesus encourages them. Hmm. I would suggest to you today, Evangel Heights Church family friends visitors congregation that as followers of Jesus Christ if ever there was a time for us to see nonpersons now is the time because it is the nonperson who's looking for affirmation, who's looking for someone who says, I see you, and not only do I see you, I see the situation, the conditions that you are living under, and believe it or not, I, as a follower of Jesus Christ, can help you. And... and. Congregations sometimes, sometimes it does require our writing checks individually and as a congregation. Other times it requires us to take out our pens and write to our legislators at the state level and national level and ask the question, so why would you not include in a bill funds that will help families to feed their children? Jesus Hmm. saw them and picked them up, spoke words of encouragement into their lives, and then said, and then said, because you're waiting for this, and then said, this is what the kingdom of God will be like, people who are totally dependent on me how dependent <laughs> how dependent are you how dependent am i on god well pastor that's a great question that you've asked <laughs> do we only become dependent when we don't have enough for those who have enough how is god calling us to be dependent On Him. I'm discovering that it doesn't matter what your bank account looks like or doesn't look like. God is beckoning us through Jesus, calling us to trust God totally and completely and I would suggest to you that there's a correlation between my total dependence on God and my ability to see as God sees especially the non-persons. I'm going to go back to the question that I asked initially What touch do you need from Jesus Christ today? What what touch do we need as a congregation? What are the words that you need Jesus to whisper in your ear today? Because of all that you have experienced, all that you're going through, here's the good news. Jesus is here to whisper in your ear. Jesus is here to whisper in the ear of this congregation that that we need to hear so that we can be who Jesus is calling us to be. And let me just say this to you. It's not about, okay Jesus, tell me what else I need to do. Because let's face it, we sometimes just get so tired of doing, what what does Jesus need to whisper in your ear? So that you can be Loving Lord, in this moment of silence, speak the words that need to be spoken in the ears of these, your people. Words that will remind them that you see them, that you love them, and that you are with them to meet their needs. Words of encouragement, words of hope. You know Lord, speak Lord. Loving Lord, we are thankful that the dialogue does not end here in this sanctuary continue to speak even beyond this worship hour Amen